Best Diva and your coach Kiana Daniel. Welcome to Diva on the Block where we take you to the back streets of this whole blockchain, Bitcoin and crypto shenanigans to help you get a better understanding of what really is going on and how you can take advantage of it. Today I'm super excited to have Roger Ver, one of the industry's most prominent Bitcoin angel investors and evangelists leading the crypto ecosystem. After a career as a successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur, he became one of the earliest investors in the industry, putting money in BitInstant, BitPay, BitAngels, Blockchain.com, Kraken, Ripple, you name it. He was one of the founders of the Bitcoin Foundation and is the founder of Bitcoin.com, a platform that is dedicated to the widespread adoption of Bitcoin Cash. In today's fascinating interview, Roger joins me from Tokyo, Japan, the place I spent seven years of my life in. We tease a little bit in Japanese language, but then we get down to business to discuss whether or not he is Satoshi Nakamoto how he got so involved with cryptocurrency, how he picks the winning startups to invest in, why he is now supporting Bitcoin Cash instead of Bitcoin, how you can use Bitcoin.com to send and receive money quickly without giving away any information, his thoughts on Facebook's cryptocurrency Libra and why his crowning achievement is to no longer be an American citizen. And also, where he parties in Tokyo. I had a lot of fun interviewing Roger and I hope you love it. Let's rock the block. Majority of my viewers are English speaking, so let, let's do it English today. But I'm super excited to, that, that you're with us today. Oh my God, Roger, like um, I've been, I, I have a lot of questions from you um, and so the biggest one is that, well, for those of you who, for those of our viewers who don't know you, well, you're famous for being a crypto investor. You've invested in over a million dollars in Bitcoin startups like BitInstant, BitPay, BitAngels, Blockchain.com, Kraken, Ripple, and you are the owner of Bitcoin.com? Yeah, that's right. So, so you're basically behind some of the world's most valuable domain names like bitcoin.com and blockchain.com do you actually own them uh they're they're owned by corporate entities but uh i tracked down both of the, the domain names and, and managed to, to buy both of them for the corporate entities yeah and you currently live in japan where bitcoin's anonymous creator satoshi nakamoto is supposed to be from are you sure you're not satoshi <laughs> No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's interesting. Like I was looking at the dates. I'm like, all right, so you went to Japan in 2005. Actually, so let me let, let, let you tell us the story instead of me trying to figure things out. So, so where, how did you get into Bitcoin? Um, so I actually, I think I probably got into Bitcoin from reading economics books and science fiction books as a young man. And uh, in these books, they were talking about what the world is going to be like when we have anonymous cyber cash on the internet. And nobody had really figured out a way to do that until Bitcoin came along. So when I heard about Bitcoin for the first time, it was like, oh my gosh, the science fiction money I'd read about in books as a kid, it's finally here. The name's not CyberCash, the name is Bitcoin now, but uh, it was the same sort of thing. And especially in the early days when they thought the Bitcoin transactions were basically anonymous, which we no longer, we, we know that's not the case any longer, but at the time in 2009, 10, 11, even 12, 13, everyone thought, oh yeah, Bitcoin's basically anonymous. And uh, 
that really made it interesting. And when was the first time that you actually heard of Bitcoin? Uh, I got involved in February of 2011. I probably heard about it a month or so before I put all the pieces together in my own mind. So you're uh, not Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> not Satoshi Nakamoto. Okay. Yeah, because Bitcoin was invented in the during 2008. So that's interesting because I first uh, heard of Bitcoin also in 2011, and one of my friends in Switzerland told me to invest in it, and I said, "No, it's way too risky." So there you go. Look at us, <laughs> where you are now, where I am today. So, um, but since then, you have really become involved, and you've invented, you've invested in some of the now biggest corporations and, and uh, um, companies that support Bitcoin and blockchain technology. So without giving away all of your secrets, how do you know if a startup is a winner? Uh, you don't, uh, but you look at the team and you look at what they're trying to do and see if there's a demand out there for it. And if it's popular, uh, that's a good indication, um, but you, you don't know. Uh, at the end, although with Bitcoin, I knew for sure that people were going to start using it as money. And so I think probably actually a safer bet than investing in individual businesses in the cryptocurrency ecosystem is to buy and hold some of the particular cryptocurrencies themselves. Because if any one single business that's using that cryptocurrency does well, then that cryptocurrency will do well. And so that's why I'm so excited about Bitcoin Cash at this point, is there's a lot of really smart people building really interesting businesses on top of Bitcoin Cash. And I think it has a lot more upside potential than the thing that everybody's everybody's excited about Bitcoin in the media. Everybody likes you know the BTC version of Bitcoin. It's almost twelve thousand dollars again. But if you look at what that project's trying to become today, they're trying to be this store of value. They're going after the the market cap of you know gold in the world. Well, Bitcoin Cash is trying to be cash for the entire world, and the market cap of all the cash in the entire world is a heck of a lot more than the market cap of all the gold in the world. And uh, I think there's a whole lot more upside with Bitcoin Cash than there is with with uh, digital gold. And if you look at what Bitcoin, what made Bitcoin popular to begin with, it wasn't this store of value online digital gold, it was payments, people buying and selling things on the internet. It was the Silk Road that really pushed Bitcoin into the limelight, into the mainstream. And you know, even though initially it was being used for illegal purposes, all these other businesses took a look at it and thought, well, what type of money are they using for these payments? If they can use it for those payments, of course it's gonna work amazing for normal, you know, non-illegal payments, and that's why Bitcoin just started to become usable all over the world as money. But then uh, the project has kind of veered off course, in my opinion. But Bitcoin Cash is still on the course of peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash for the world. And that's why I'm busy devoting all of my time to promoting Bitcoin Cash today. And I'm no longer busy promoting the BTC version of Bitcoin because it's not the version of Bitcoin that got me excited in the first place. It still has the Bitcoin name, but it doesn't have the characteristics that made me excited about Bitcoin to begin with. Right. So even on your Twitter, your pinned tweet is that the same reasons that got you into Bitcoin at the beginning is the exact same reason you're now supporting Bitcoin Cash. And so what are the main differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, in your opinion? I think actually I'd love to show you. If you have your phone handy, I'd love to send you I some can't... Bitcoin Cash right over the video chat. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Out... I mean, you can actually share your screen if it's not on your phone. All right, so I just sent you my Bitcoin a picture of your if you could actually send the picture is fine because I can scan it. So here it just arrived in my email box. And so I'm scanning that and look at that, it's scanned instantly. And if you look at your phone here, I'm gonna send you from Tokyo, Japan, one hundred dollars. So just like that, it's been sent to my phone. Yeah. 
I got paid <laughs> immediately. You didn't give your email, you didn't give your tax ID number, you didn't give any information at all. And today that's $100 worth of Bitcoin cash. That I'm could easily become thousand or even $10,000 worth of Bitcoin cash. So how much was the fee that you had to pay for this transaction? A tenth of a penny. But if I did the same thing with what everybody's calling Bitcoin today, the fee would have been a couple of dollars. And uh, I don't think people are going to want to pay that when you have a better user experience with fast, cheap, reliable transactions on Bitcoin Cash, and you have slow, expensive, unreliable transactions on Bitcoin, it's clear to me which one of those two is a better investment prospect. Uh, but the mass media and the, everyone's attention seems to be on what everyone's calling Bitcoin, but it doesn't have those same economic characteristics that made Bitcoin popular to begin with. So we are talking about using Bitcoin Cash as a payment method. But you're also saying that Bitcoin Cash is a better investment opportunity for a longer term hold. Is that what you're actually saying? Did I understand that right? I definitely think so, because if you look at the total upside, BTC is trying to become digital gold. Bitcoin Cash is trying to become cash for the entire world. The total value of all the cash in the world is a whole lot more than the total value of all the gold in the world. And uh, I think Bitcoin Cash has a really good shot at doing that. It's accepted at more than 100,000 websites around the world. It's currently the second most used cryptocurrency for payment, second only to the BTC version of Bitcoin. And there's, uh, you know, Bitcoin.com's full attention is on Bitcoin Cash. All the early people that made Bitcoin popular to begin with, the vast majority of them are busy uh, working on Bitcoin Cash today. All right, let's actually compare right now Bitcoin Cash with BTC's value and see how they're... Right, so they're almost... All right, so they're really, really correlated in terms of volatility. So if somebody likes Bitcoin for volatility reasons, Bitcoin Cash, or, or capital gain reasons, Bitcoin Cash is basically identical to that. And uh, it's it depends. To, and it's cheaper to They're buy. definitely correlated, but they, they move different amounts on different days. So uh, but I think you should, if you're being a day trader, then you can look at all this. If you're a fundamentals trader like I am, for I look at the long-term fundamentals. One works really cheaply, really reliably, and really quickly. And the BTC version of Bitcoin is slow, expensive, and unreliable to use. And that's, I was using it for payments in my own business. And when it became unusable for payments, that's when I switched. And uh, I don't think I'll be the last person to make that switch either. When did you make the switch? Around uh, maybe uh, a year and nine months ago now, a, year, a little more than a year and a half that's ago. Very so recent. Yeah, very recent. Bitcoin Cash has only been around, it, there used to be one single version of Bitcoin, and that one version of Bitcoin split into two versions. One of those versions is still called Bitcoin, but it doesn't have the economic characteristics that made Bitcoin popular to begin with. That version of Bitcoin is now called Bitcoin Cash. Right, so, so it was a fork of Bitcoin. Were you behind the forking? No, I had nothing to do with it. Um, I, came, I switched later when the BTC version of Bitcoin stopped being usable for payments. And so that's when I switched to Bitcoin Cash because it works fast, cheap, and reliably. And I think the long-term prospects for Bitcoin Cash are much brighter than the long-term prospects for BTC. All right. So um, let's actually, there, right now, it looks like that you are no longer the CEO of Bitcoin.com, though. And Stephen Rust is taking over. You are now the executive chairman. How would you describe the change for the company yourself? Yeah. Uh, so we have about 100 people total at Bitcoin.com. And so we're expanding in our reach around the world. We want to bring peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash for the entire world. 
Stefan's an amazing guy with an amazing amount of energy and amazing amount of experience. He's already been, you know, he's been with us less than a year at the company, but he's doing an amazing job. And so I'm so, so happy to have him step into the role of CEO. And I've stepped up to the role of executive chairman. So I'm still in the office every day. We're recording this from the office. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm here philosophically motivated to bring peer-to-peer electronic cash for the world that anybody in any country can use to send and receive any amount of money with anyone without needing permission from a bank or a government or anybody else. That's, that's why I was here last year. That's why I was here the year before that. And that's why I'm going to be here next year. Uh, that's what's important to me. So, and, so and, uh, what, what exactly is Bitcoin.com? Can you explain to those of those people who might just confuse that Bitcoin.com is actually the blockchain for Bitcoin? So this is obviously not the blockchain technology behind either Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. So Bitcoin.com is just a website, but it's a website that has all sorts of fantastic you know, tools and information and, and ways for people to use both Bitcoin Cash and the BTC version of Bitcoin. Uh, we have our wallet that you've already installed. We have an exchange coming. One of my favorite ones, and I, I think I read from your bio there that uh, you're originally Iranian. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and so people in Iran have lots and lots of trouble moving money in and out of Iran. But if you go to uh, local.bitcoin.com, or if you click on the menu and navigate there, however you want, local.bitcoin.com, you'll see we've we just launched this a little over a month ago now. Um, this is an amazing platform, the peer-to-peer local Bitcoin cash marketplace with no KYC. So you can buy and sell any amount of Bitcoin cash in any country for any payment method. And it's right in the middle there. If you click on the browse, uh, browse listings, a tiny bit above where you're on the screen at the moment. Yeah, browse, buy and sell listings. For the location, go ahead and choose Iran. Hmm. And I bet you there's a bunch of, and I haven't looked uh, recently myself, but I bet there's a bunch of people so for me, that was one of the main reasons why I got interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in, in general. Uh, my father actually was um, a very successful CEO uh, in Iran before the Iranian revolution. After the new regime took over, they froze all his bank account, took over all of his assets and property, and we went to po- poverty. I grew up in poverty because of that. And once I got introduced to, I mean, years after, not even 2011, but once I actually started to uh, research about blockchain, Bitcoin, that is when it hit me. If my dad had even a fraction of his assets in cryptocurrency, he would not have lost everything. I would not have grown up in poverty. And of course, well, right now, the Iranian government, because of the things that they're doing, Iran has been sanctioned. And now people in Iran are suffering. And of course, cryptocurrency has provided an interesting, uh, you know, economical vehicle for them. But another point of it is that the Iranian government is also getting very involved in Bitcoin mining. So what do you think of that? Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of any government anywhere, but uh, I'm a big, big fan of putting people in charge of their own lives and their own money. And we built this platform here at local.bitcoin.com that allows anyone in any country to buy or sell Bitcoin cash with anyone else with no AML or KYC required from Bitcoin.com because the way the system works, Bitcoin.com is never touching the money in any way. It's a direct transaction from the two people. And we're using something that's called a self-custodial escrow. And everybody's familiar with a normal escrow, but what the heck is a self-custodial escrow? It works just like a normal escrow, except for you don't need a third person to hold the money for you. And there's no third person that can run away with the money. But the two people that are party to the transaction can't run away with the money either. So it's a really, really neat platform that I think is going to get more and more traction around the world. In fact, uh, we've already had tens of millions. Are you talking about like blockchain being decentralized and not using a middleman? Because that is, well, well, every blockchain-based cryptocurrency decentralized 
cryptocurrency is supposed to be that way. So this one's a bit cooler. So let's say I have Bitcoin Cash and you want to buy it in Iran. I deposit the Bitcoin Cash to a smart contract address on Bitcoin Cash where you and I together can agree to send the Bitcoin Cash to you or you and I together can agree to send the Bitcoin Cash back to me. Only if there's a problem, we need someone to arbitrate our dispute. That arbiter can never touch the Bitcoin Cash, but the arbiter has the ability to give you by yourself the ability to take the Bitcoin Cash or me by myself the ability to take the Bitcoin Cash. So it works like an escrow, except for there's no escrow agent that can run away with the money. And it works in every country for everyone, everywhere, and nobody can stop it. Nobody can block the trades from happening. And you have an end-to-end encrypted chat session right there in the browser. It's a really, really big deal. So if you or your father still have some business contacts in Iran that are looking to move money in and out of Iran, this is a fantastic tool for them to do that at local.bitcoin.com. So uh, I was just reading that you're also launching a new P2P exchange on Bitcoin.com. Can you tell me a little bit about it? So the, the peer-to-peer exchange is the one that I just told you about at local.bitcoin.com. That is the one. We also have a normal cryptocurrency exchange that will launch on uh, September 1st. that will be at exchange.bitcoin.com. Okay, all right. Okay, so those are the same because I just have my confusion relieved over here. But so I have a, let's switch the, the topic from Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash to Facebook's Libra. And is this correct that you actually submitted Bitcoin.com's application to join Facebook's Libra Association? We did, yeah. Okay. Um, so I've been critical of Facebook and Libra. Can you tell me a little bit more about your choice and what are your thoughts on the whole Facebook getting into cryptocurrency thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm critical of, of uh, Facebook as well. Uh, they're busy spying on all sorts of people and manipulating things and doing all sorts of things, but it's better to have a voice and a say and an input than to have none at all. And Facebook's, I think, 2.7 billion users that's a huge, huge, huge network effect. So right there overnight, uh, Libra has the potential to become the number one used cryptocurrency in the world. And so I would like to have a say and a voice in regards to that. So Bitcoin.com is a applied for membership in the Libra Association. So do you think that despite the fact that creation of Libra, of course, Facebook has humongous amount of data. They know exactly what you're doing, who your friends are, what you want to do. And the only thing that they didn't have was monetary power. And now with Libra, they are going to have it. Do you think that this is going to make Facebook as basically the central bank of the world? I suppose it's possible, but I'm, I'm a lot more concerned about traditional central banks than a Facebook central bank because with cryptocurrencies, we have choice. We can use BTC, BCH, Libra, you can use Ethereum, you can use Dash, you can use whatever cryptocurrency you want. Nobody's forced to use a particular single cryptocurrency. So that's the beauty of the free market is more competition leads to better choices and better quality products. Uh, for more people and uh, I welcome the competition. So with this, with Bitcoin.com actually joining Facebook Libra, that means that even within the Facebook Libra wallet, um, you, you can actually transact with other cryptocurrencies as well. We'll see, I mean, Libra's not out yet, right? It's still just an idea and it's in the planning stages. Um, so we'll see what they, they come up with. So it's still a little bit too early, I think, to tell them that front. All right, so um, now you've been putting your way behind something called Evercoin as well. So can you uh, tell yes, me a little bit about it and what it is and why yeah, you see it as a winner? Sure, uh, they have a really, really smart team. The guys behind it are, are really good guys uh, with lots of insights. They've been around the cryptocurrency space for a long time. And uh, also don't put all your eggs in one basket when you invest, right? You invest in a bunch of different things, not just one. So Evercoin is, is one more egg in the 
investment basket there, but I'm a real big fan of what they're doing and what they're trying to do. And they share my vision of let's make cryptocurrencies usable as cash for the world. All right, I love what you just said, and because at the beginning when you we were you were talking about Bitcoin Cash, it kind of came across that you were like, no, only Bitcoin Cash. So it looks like that you are open to a number of variety of different cryptocurrencies that are optimized for different things, and you want to utilize them for whatever that makes the most sense to you. And at the end of the day, you want to basically diversify your assets and have the better, the best of everything when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I'm a fan of anything that works. And if it works, I like it. And if it's useful, I'll use it. And uh, Bitcoin Cash is one of my favorites because it's the most useful, but I, I hold a bunch of other cryptocurrencies and I have a bunch of other investments in, in various different cryptocurrency related businesses. So uh, I'm a fan of, of uh, I'm, I'm a competition maximalist. The more competition we have in the marketplace, the, the better the quality of uh, products are going to be for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. And I, actually that goes, brings me back to Facebook. Uh, I've, I feel like these monopolies like Facebook, Google, and Amazon in the U.S. right now, they are destroying competition in the U.S. and they are becoming the monopoly, the giants. And that is one of the main reasons why I'm, I mean, not one of the reasons why that I'm critical of Facebook, Libra, is because it's, the, it's not decentralized. But another one is that uh, it, they are, I feel like they're killing competition and um, I'm not sure if they're going to kill the uh, competition in cryptocurrency. I hope not, but um, I couldn't agree with you more that competition is very, very healthy for any economy if you want it to, to, strive, to thrive. Um, so I think I know the answer of this because you already have hinted to it a couple of times, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you this anyway. Um, what do you think about President Trump and Secretary Mnuchin? I know that you, you don't live in the U.S. anymore, but they've been talking very negatively about cryptocurrencies. Uh, whereas... I just read in the news that Iran, Iranian regime, are now uh, making cryptocurrency mining and everything legal. So what do you think about this? I think the whole idea that you have one little tiny group of people bossing everybody else around is just crazy. I think each individual should run their own life. And, uh, you know, if I sent Donald Trump a letter in the mail threatening him to give me half of his income and he has to do what I say, and if he doesn't, I'll toss him in jail, you'd think I'm a crazy person. But when the United States government sends letters in the mail to everybody, threatening them that they don't get half their income and don't obey what they say. Everybody says, oh, that's the government, so it's okay. But I, I don't buy into that brainwashing. I think each individual owns himself. And so you actually have some real-life experience with this. Can you tell us a little bit about the dark days that happened? And you're no longer an American citizen. Is that correct? Yeah. One of the, the crowning achievements in my life is to no longer be an American citizen. Uh, so I've been a libertarian for a long time. I, I wasn't born that way. I became that way from studying economics. And the more economics I studied, the more I realized that government intervention in the economy is retarding the entire world's rate of economic growth and preventing the world from becoming as prosperous and wealthy as it uh, could be. And so I thought, oh, my God, we need to tell everybody about this so the government can get out of the way and let the businessmen run their businesses and make the world a better place. And uh, as thanks for my effort, I wound up being the only person in the entire country to be prosecuted for selling firecrackers on eBay. I was buying them from a Cabela's Sporting Goods catalog, if you're familiar with Cabela's, and then reselling them on eBay. This was back when eBay had a guns and ammo section, and it wasn't a big deal to be selling these at all. Dozens of other people were selling the exact same product. Yet I became the only person in the entire nation to be prosecuted for selling those without a permit. Uh, and I signed a plea deal. I wound up doing uh, 10 months in federal prison. And even while I was in prison, the same company that I had been buying them from was still selling the exact same product without a permit, without any legal problems whatsoever. 
so anyhow, I got railroaded uh, and feel I was treated incredibly unfairly. Had three years of federal probation. The day I was allowed to leave the country after those three years of probation, I left the United States and I haven't lived there since. And I renounced my U.S. citizenship uh, coming up on what over over five years ago now. Time flies. So. But uh, well, time flies in Japan. Oh my God, how short are the days in Japan? Aren't they? Japan is wonderful. It's so much fun. I, I literally and, uh, it's a have this theory. Every time I go back to Japan, like the seven years I was in Japan was like gone but like the eight years that i've been here it looks like forever so i really don't know what happens to time in japan so how is the cryptocurrency market and the blockchain technology in general in japan what is your experience over there well there's a dozens and dozens of places where you can go and spend bitcoin cash we just had the two-year bitcoin cash anniversary party last week nearly 200 people showed up at that it was at one of the most popular uh, nightclubs in all of japan it's called v2 and roppongi i'm sure you remember roppongi and know um, that of course ah oh, the good old days i used to be young <laughs> there's probably about a dozen nightclubs and bars in roppongi that accept bitcoin cash now oh uh, and none of them accept btc none of them are accepting bitcoin they've all switched over to bitcoin cash and all across japan there's probably close to 100 merchants that accept bitcoin cash now and there's far far fewer that accept the the thing that everybody's calling Bitcoin. So it's really exciting to see just how much activity there is happening uh, here in Japan with Bitcoin Cash and with merchants. And uh, it was stunning to me. So if you've been to Roppongi, there's a bunch of, especially as a man, there's a bunch of scouts on the street that are from you know Nigeria or Ghana or that part of the world. Oh, they're still and there? They can, they're still there. And they can be real aggressive and say, hey, come to our bar. And I always have in my back pocket, I have Bitcoin Cash stickers. I used to have Bitcoin stickers. And I used to always tell them, I'd hand him a sticker and I'd say, I'll go to your bar as soon as you start accepting Bitcoin Cash. And this happened a couple of nights ago to me. And the guy said, we already accept Bitcoin Cash. And I was like, you do? And uh, it was a new one that I didn't even know about. It was already accepting Bitcoin Cash. So sure enough, uh, I went there with another friend and we ordered a couple of drinks and we paid in Bitcoin Cash at the place. And uh, it was interesting. This is a new one that wasn't even on the map. There's a merchant map inside the Bitcoin.com wallet that you already have where you can see all the places that are accepting Bitcoin Cash, but this was a brand new one. And one of the scouts on the street, he already knew what Bitcoin Cash was, and his the, the bar that he was scouting for already was accepting it. So it was a, a really pleasant surprise. So, so is it is it the um, gaijins, the foreigners in Japan that are using Bitcoin Cash, or is it also the Japanese people who are excited about it? It's both. Um, the gaijin kind of lead the trends in that sort of thing in Japan. And for those that don't speak Japanese, gaijin mean foreigners. That, that, that word means foreigners. No, but, excuse uh, a lot me. Of Japanese outsiders. Outsiders. <laughs> the outside the country person, yeah. Um, but a lot of the Japanese are too. So if you're familiar with uh, Yukizaki Gym Castle, the number one watch, fancy watch seller place in Japan with a bunch of locations, they're accepting Bitcoin Cash to all their locations. I think they have maybe... 20-ish locations across Japan. So in Shinjuku and Roppongi and Shibuya and all over the place, you can pay in Bitcoin Cash at uh, Yukizaki's Gym Castle. Wow, so I, I can't yeah. wait to go back to Japan and see all these developments. And do you know about, so I know that South Korea is actually really evolving in all areas in crypto and blockchain. Uh, I felt like Japan was kind of lagging in that sense. Obviously, Japan, it looks like it's more advanced than at least here in New York. Uh, but how does it compare to South to South Korea? 
I speak Japanese pretty well. I have a lot of experience in Japan. I don't speak Korean nearly as well. And I, I don't know. Have nearly I'm as one of those typical people who's mistaken. and was like, okay, if you're in Japan, you should know about it. You know what? That's what America does to you. <laughs> we forget that people <laughs> in the region might not know about one another. Um, so, but I also know that you're a fan of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So let's end the conversation with that. How did you become passionate about that? I spent too many nights out in Rapungi having a wild time when I was younger and started <laughs> to gain a little bit of weight, so I needed some exercise. And I had watched the early UFCs and watched Toys Gracie just dominate everybody and thought, well, that's the martial art for me. So I've been doing that for over two years Wait, wait, wait. Now. So when was the first time that you went to Japan? First time I visited, I was 23 or something like that. So 17 years ago, so a long time so ago. So we might have actually crossed paths in Japan. Like in one of our Rapungi nights, we might have been in the same club and not awesome. even know it. It's possible. That's possible. Although I'm obviously not that old. Uh, but <laughs> you just a kid ready to, to go home for your bedtime. So. Yeah, that was about it. No, but that's, that's very, that's fascinating. Thank you so much, Roger, for joining us today. And actually, before I let you go, I do want to ask you one last question. So in conclusion, how do you think cryptocurrency and blockchain can help shape our society or the planet, our world? Yeah, I think Bitcoin, the invention of Bitcoin was one of the most important inventions in the entire history of humankind. Right up there in importance with the invention of electricity or the transistor or the internet itself. That's how big of a deal it is because now anyone anywhere on the planet can send and receive any amount of money with anyone anywhere instantly. And there's nothing that anybody can do to stop it. And that's just going to unleash a tidal wave of economic development and economic progress across the planet. So uh, I don't think people should underestimate just how big a deal this is. And it also, uh, I know that you're passionate about the tax, tax reform of it as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? You put that a bit mildly, calling it tax reform. So uh, if you look at like central governments, they go around and use threats of violence to collect a bunch of money from people and then use it to do all sorts of horrible things like drop bombs on people or you know impose sanctions on a bunch of other people in other countries and do all these horrible things. Well. If people want something done, they can get together and pay for it voluntarily. People love schools. People love roads and bridges and hospitals. People can pay for all those things voluntarily. You don't need a centralized institution forcing people to pay for those things against their will. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the decentralization of central power structures that we have in the world today. Uh, and I think cryptocurrencies are going to help make that happen. Thank you so much. What a great way to end. And I know this is the beginning of the day for you over there in Japan. It's almost, it's not midnight, it's almost 10 p.m., uh, but, well, I, I'm a mom, so I have to go to sleep before my daughter wakes up, but thank you so much, Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone at home watching us today, uh, and I'll hope to see you again on Diva on the Block. All right, don't hang up, don't hang up. We want a uh, silly face for your thumbnail, so can you go ahead and give us a silly face, your best one? Hold on. One more time, you have to talk first so your screen comes up. First, the screen, my screen will be there and then I'll make a face, oh my God. Perfect, thank you so much. Okay. I hope that'll help you get some more clicks. So. Yeah, it did. Yeah, thank you so much, Roger. So we'll be in touch. We'll probably put this up in the in, in another week or maybe two weeks or so. Uh, so we'll tweet okay. about it. Fantastic, uh, I'll be ready and I'll share it as well once you have it online. So right, thank, you. thank you, have a good night. Have a good night, have a good day, bye. <laughs> Thank you.